Oh yeah, I know. It's crazy. The Maui fires, climate change. This this is actually very, very disgusting. Hi everybody, Brian Sussman here. It's the Brian Sussman Show. Thanks for joining me. Okay, first an announcement. I have started a video podcast. It's available at my YouTube site. Just search for at Brian Sussman Show on YouTube. At Brian Sussman Show on YouTube. It's the Brian Sussman Channel. I'm going to be playing for you episode number one. Episode number one from the Brian Sussman Show video podcast. Uh, it starts out with a, a show open with some music and some pictures, etc. I'm just going to cut right to the content so you can hear it. I think it's still going to play well on this format. And by the way, I appreciate you listening to these podcasts. I have many, many listeners across all platforms, but now there's a new way to listen and watch, and that's via YouTube at Brian Sussman Show. Episode one from the series is what you'll hear next. It has to do with never let a crisis go to waste. This was a saying popularized by the Clinton administration, Rahm Emanuel, when he famously said, never let a crisis go to waste. The crisis at the time was the economy, and they were going to make the best of it. This is what politicians do on both sides of the aisle, but particularly these days, particularly these days, the left, especially when it comes to climate. I mean, saying that the Maui fires were the result of climate change is, is reckless. It's disgusting. The Maui fires, as you'll hear in the podcast, had to do with a unique weather event that set up over the Hawaiian Islands. It's a weather event that will happen again, has happened before. Anyway, you'll hear it in the podcast. So I'm going to now dovetail from this introduction to the audio portion of the video podcast. And I sure hope you enjoy it. And I look forward to you subscribing. Again, a subscription at YouTube costs nothing. Uh, just subscribe over at YouTube, give it a like, give it a share. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And now the Brian Sussman show on video, so to speak. Never let a crisis go to waste. The propagandists in the media have been on overdrive this week. Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here. This is the Brian Sussman Show. This is our inaugural video voyage from the man cave. And again, I am really glad you are with me. The propagandists in the media, the rhetoricians, the yellow journalism, it's been off the charts this week. This is what they do. They take a crisis. And this was a phrase, by the way, that came into prominence during the Clinton administration. Take a crisis, something that can garner lots of headlines, lots of attention, lots of media coverage. Take that and use it to scare people into your agenda. And in this particular case, the agenda is the climate agenda. And let's be clear about this. It's not about the climate. It's an, about agen it's an agenda to reset the world as we know it. Now, let's go to Hawaii. Let's go to the island of Maui and the town of Lahaina. I want to begin with some photographs. First of all, the island is separated by a 10,000-foot mountain range. So here's Lahaina, 
Lahaina is on the west side of the island. That's the dry side of the island. It's always dry there. They get about 12 inches of rain every year. Did you notice the, you're noticing the, uh, the hills in the background. They're void of vegetation. Lahaina is in a desert climate, naturally. Then you get to the other side of the island, and these are lush tropical forests. I mean, they get like 400 inches of rain there a year. A fire could never occur on the east side of the island. It's just too lush, too tropical. But on the west side, where it's naturally dry and desert-like, with the right conditions, a fire could occur. So in this particular case, the right conditions manifested. Enter Hurricane Dora. It was well south of the Hawaiian island chain, but on the day of the fire, the winds that were rushing into the backside of the hurricane, these were the dry winds coming down from the north, the air rushing over Maui, being sucked into that hurricane well to the south, was blowing 50 to 60 miles an hour. These are downslope winds, the wind rushing down the slope of the mountain extremely naturally dry winds. And if a fire were to start, all hell breaks loose. And this is what happened in Maui. But you've got to see how the media played this event that had nothing to do with climate change, nothing to do with global warming. The headlines are sickening. Look at this one. This is from The Atlantic. We're in an age of fire Wildfires in Maui prove once again the world must face the dawn of the pyrocene. Okay, this is from Bloomberg. Maui fires show climate change's ugly reach. The deadly infernos remind us that no place on earth will be untouched by global warming. These are called fear appeals. They're scaring the pants off of people purposely to get them into submission to the overall agenda. Now, I did a search on my search engine, I'll just show you some of the items that popped up. This is this is incredible. First one is from the LA Times. How did climate change influence catastrophic Hawaii fire? Game, set, match. No argument. Climate change has to be. Second one is the one from Bloomberg that I just shared a moment ago. Let's go third one down. CBS News. How dangerous climate conditions fueled Maui's devastating fires. And of course, the cause is anthropogenic. You, me, humans, greed, capitalism, fossil fuels. And then there's the Associated Press. I'm not even going to show you the headline. Let me just read it really quick. It's on my computer screen. Maui's fire became deadly fast. Climate change, flash drought, new term, invasive grass and more fueled it. Remember when the Associated Press started their climate desk in 2020? I think they hired 20 reporters that were going to be all about climate change and global warming. This is what you get. Junk. Yellow journalism from the Associated Press. My heart goes out to everyone in Hawaii, on Maui, in Lahaina. Here's a before of Lahaina. Beautiful community. I have so many friends who go there on a regular basis. Here it is afterward. Our hearts, our thoughts, but more importantly, our prayers go out to all of that loss. And shame on the media. Shame on the media for covering this so recklessly. Meantime, Steve Malloy over at JunkScience.com has been having a field day with all of this blather about this being the hottest July in history. Some of the headlines have been 
global boiling, the era of global boiling, hottest weather in something like 125,000 years. This is just ridiculous. And now the latest is, and this is what Malloy's been talking about, they're trying to pin this to a rise in CO2. To the best of my knowledge, you know, I'm just one meteorologist, but to the best of my knowledge, historically, CO2 has been a lagging indicator of temperature increase. But nonetheless, Malloy's got him going nuts right now. Here's the graph that Malloy's using. It's a National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration graph, clearly illustrating that despite we may have had warm temperatures in, in recent months and even in the last couple of years, it has nothing to do with CO2. It's, it's driving them absolutely crazy. But this is the graph I found over at his website, junkscience.com. Hottest day in Death Valley, according to the Washington Post. Death Valley, California soared to a searing 130 degrees. But then he does a little fact check. Oh, here's a news story. January 1922. They're talking about uh, Greenland Ranch, Death Valley, California, where the temperatures have been taken for many, 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 many years. And what do we see? Oh, my goodness. Hottest day ever. 134. Well, this certainly flies in the face of their alternative universe, doesn't it? Look at some of these records that were established in the 1930s. Millsboro, Delaware, July 21, 1930, 110. Down the list to Keokuk, Iowa, July 20th, 1934, 118. 121, Alton, Texas, July 24th, 1936. Ozark, Arkansas, August 10th, 1936, 120. Medicine Lake, Montana, July 5th, 1937. It was 117 degrees. And you can do the research. In fact, I did do the research, and I'll present this in the book that I'm working on. But there were record high temperatures all over the world during the 1930s. Records that still stand to this day. And the problem is, the left, well, they have an issue with the truth. They can't handle the truth. That's their issue. They can't handle it because they've got an agenda that they're pushing on the people of the world and especially America. They can't stand. They have an issue with this. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Natural law. That is their problem. Okay, MM, main man, main man, Mark Morano, Climate Depot is in the news. Apparently, he's gotten the attention of the WEF, the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum is driving the climate agenda. In the beginning, it was the United Nations, that feckless, bumbling batch of bureaucrats at the United Nations. But once in 2019, the United Nations partnered with the WEF. Now they had the rich and powerful, the movers and shakers of the world on their team to expand the agenda. There are all sorts of videos and posts on social media talking about Mark saying COVID lockdowns were used to prime people for the incoming climate lockdowns as a part of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda. Mark has written the book on the Great Reset. And now this has hit fever pitch. So you have these organizations like I'm looking at this group called Logically Facts saying, no, the COVID-19 lockdowns were not a trial run to implement climate lockdown as a part of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Initiative. 
And they continue by saying, a video on Facebook shows Mark Morano, and listen how they label him, a former Republican political aide. Ooh, Republicans, bad. And climate change denier. Always go to name-calling and superlatives when you don't have an argument. But continuing here, he's spreading conspiracy theories about climate lockdowns. These claims, they say, are false. The COVID-19 lockdowns were not a trial run for implementing purported climate lockdowns, and the WEF has no plans to introduce them. Really? Okay, in defense of Mark, Mark was tracking perfectly on all this, but I'm going to read to you from my computer screen here some stuff that I'm working on. And, and Mark talks about some of this in his book, The Great Reset. But in 2018, the World Economic Forum put on a demonstration. It was a tabletop demonstration of a pandemic that would kill 150 million people worldwide. That was in 2018. Then in October 2019... They teamed up with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation at John Hopkins University to stage another pandemic exercise. They called this Event 201. This gathering simulated an international response to an outbreak of a novel coronavirus. This was two months, two months before COVID hits and becomes international news. Now, it's interesting because the 2018 event and the 2019 event simulations anticipated practically every eventuality of the COVID crisis. This is incredible. Then in 2019, as I mentioned a couple moments ago, the World Economic Forum finally teams up with the United Nations. Now they're going to carry the ball on climate change. I'm going to read one thing to you from the man who ended up becoming king. This is Prince Charles. This is before he comes king. He says this. This is at a World Economic Forum event in 2020. Here's what he says. The threat of climate change has been more gradual than COVID-19, and its even greater potential to disrupt surpasses that of COVID-19. They're seeing this climate agenda as being their next big opportunity to bow the masses into submission. So, Mark, you just keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep it up. Here he is. This is the Nobel Prize winner in physics for 2022, Dr. John Clauser. What a moment it has been for so many of us to see such a well-respected scientist coming out and saying... There's no emergency. There's no emergency. And so what happens? He signs this declaration stating his opinion that there's no climate emergency driven by carbon dioxide. And suddenly, very typical, this is what they do. They don't like your opinion. It doesn't matter whether you're a Nobel Prize winner or a Schmobel Prize winner. You start to get canceled. That's exactly what's happening with Dr. Klauser. He's canceled. But I want you to read something that he said. A dangerous corruption of science. This is what he said the climate change agenda is. A dangerous corruption of science that threatens the world's economy and the well-being of billions of people. 
Amen, Dr. Clauser. We appreciate you. And finally, save the whales. I remember seeing a bumper sticker some years ago. It said this, save the whales, collect the whole set. Whales are awesome creatures. They're spectacular. No question about that. Patrick Moore is the co-founder of Greenpeace. Now, Greenpeace is all about saving the whales. Patrick Moore, however, since leaving Greenpeace, has come to realize that carbon dioxide is not the problem. Pseudoscience is the problem. And renewables, you know, solar and wind, well, are they really the answer? I think Patrick Michaels would probably say no. In fact, wind turbines are becoming a nuisance and might even be harming the whales. Here's what Patrick had to say on Twitter. And of course, he's getting a whole lot of feedback on this from those in the climate agenda who say he's wrong. In fact, they say he's lying. As dead whale carcasses wash ashore in record numbers, excavations for massive foundations of hundreds of wind turbines have already begun in the oceans. The muddying of surrounding waters will likely be much more damaging to sea life than the acoustic sonar mapping. Dozens of whales washing up on shore and the environmentalists don't really seem to be all that concerned, do they? Because they're all for renewables, solar and wind, no matter what the cost might be to wildlife. Listen, as I said in my book, Eco-Tyranny, it's not about the environment. Let's be clear about that. This program is about exposing the climate change agenda. If you enjoyed it, please share it, like it, follow me. More on me at briansussman.com. Grace, mercy, and peace to you. From our Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father, until next time, we will see you. Have a great, great rest of your week. 